Hello and welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Wal Hattar. Today we're interviewing Samia Halabi, whose recent show, Eliminated Space at Ayam Gallery, is on from 9th of March till 17th of June. Hello. Hi. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's an honor having, uh, having you on our podcast and a chance to talk to you about, about your work, having spanned all these years, and uh, specifically now with a new body of work after the retrospective you had a few years ago. Um, I'm going to quickly introduce you to our audience, and some of them who may not have are familiar with the technique of work that you do, um, but do always jump in, correct me if I've missed something. Um, basically, um, Samia Halabi is uh, a painter, but also does a lot of uh, uh, drawings and object um, object art. But most most of most of what she's known for, and similar to the work that she has in Guggenheim, are the um, the, the larger canvases, abstract painted pieces, where at least more recently it's been a play on light and space and the formation that that happens. Is that correct so far? Yes, very correct. Good. Yes, exactly. Light and space are very important. In fact, there's one painting called Light and Space. Okay. <laughs> you hit the nail on its head. Brilliant. Um, so so we, we will talk a little bit about, about the, the past and, and how the work developed, but I'm interested in um, the, 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 the current show, which for me has a few stolen wistful memories of ideas of, of, of feelings that I've seen in your older work, but in a way it, it's, it's come alive in a new feel, I guess, when, when, or a new emotion, or I think the word that we had to talk about, it's a new intuition of, of art. Yes, I think intuition is better. The reason I use intuition is because everybody deals with art as though it's feeling, and emotion and something spiritual and above the normal and not pedestrian and dusty and dirty and <laughs> <laughs> and fingerprinted and but uh, I don't have any of those persuasions myself I think art is not fine art art means skill and we are picture makers and we should make pictures as well as we can and there are many many different types of pictures I've positioned myself uh, uh, to make pictures that uh, uh, are, do research about the language of pictures. And this is why an, I'm an abstract painter, not any other kind of painter. I want to base my paintings not on verbs and words and sentences and philosophical insights. They're really, if they're beautiful to you, it's because you see the world as beautiful yourself. You see beautiful things. And those are the things I paint. So if there are new... I want to give you an example. When uh, someone cooks a meal, mm -hmm. they use their brains to cook it. Otherwise, they'd poison you, right? Fair. I mean, you can't... You want to choose good, healthy fresh vegetables and meats and you want to know how to cook them or you'd burn down the house. You can't do it uh, as a matter of emotion and feeling and la da 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 da. And then when it comes to eating it, then you feel something. You feel grateful, you feel full, it's delicious. You know, then feelings come to play. So feelings are in the viewer. I'm, I have intuitions and insights and 
use my brains to make the best possible painting. Okay, then let's just play a little bit on that because I, you said something earlier on which, which was about how you don't work on, on, on these words or kind of themes or those ideas that people try to, at least with more contemporary art, they try to push that forward and then put skill on the side. Um, so when you create the artwork, it is, it is an intuition that you do and that kind of comes out, um, of course, with everything else. And then we see it and, as you said, we would have our own interpretation of it. But someone like me, and I love the, the bullshit of art sometimes. It, it adds a fantastical, magical layer to it. So what I do is when I see a piece that I'm interested in, I add that little story on it. So it's not necessarily a feeling. I do the opposite of I become kind of the the artisty space head and I would give a concept and my brain would create a whole story. You become the connoisseur. That's uh, totally different from the making of art. It's like you take a beautiful bottle of champagne with your friends and you all drink and it's wonderful and you start fantasizing about what it is like. You know, is it the aftertaste, the foretaste? Does it taste like this, that, or the other? You know what I mean? Yes, yes. You can get very fanciful to enjoy yourself. But that's not where the making of the champagne is. Okay. Uh, okay. It has to be with some forethought. Uh, otherwise, it won't. It won't send you onto a trip of pleasure. Fine, but then, <laughs> but then you, I guess you, you put yourself down a little bit when you said your work doesn't have that, but it's just intuition. But because you've been working for fifty years. Wait, wait, wait! I never put myself down. But what I what. What I do is just be honest. You know, art is not about me. I mean, that's, no, 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 no. That's where we differ completely. Okay. That's where I think all the critics are bullshitting you. Fine. Sorry for the bad language. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, what, what, what about the self of one artist that's so fantastic and important? I'm not being humble. I'm being honest. I'm intelligent. I'm capable. I'm telling you, most artists are being successfully misled. So, in a way, you can call me arrogant, not humble. You know, I see more clearly than they do. Why would you buy this story of it art being about you? Look at history. Has art ever been about artists? What a twisted modern. No, no, thought. fine. Not not about artists, but about the idea that you wanted to share versus a visual that you're re. Wait, wait, wait. Where, which idea do I want to share? I don't have a ready-made idea. I look at the world and what's around me, and the modern world and modern technology. We're you know, this is our time. It has certain things that make us and influences that we see. And you live in the same world. That's why you like my paintings, because you've seen the same things I've seen. See, this is a point where I'm going to nitpick now, if we can. No, no, wait a minute, nitpick. But let me tell you, there's no humility here. I'm telling you I'm capable of turning what you and I have seen into language, which is not humility. That's you can all almost call it bordering on arrogance. Where I'm telling you, the others are bullshitting you. You know, the critics okay. are, and you believe them. You're going down the road. You're being sold a story. Okay. Then what I was trying to say on the nitpick aspect is that you've had a a solidly continuous emotional, well, at least for me, um, a a, a uh, an abstract mood that, that we have with your work when you see it, which is why you can always tell a Halabi piece even from the ones before. So what I'm saying is though, even though 
um, you don't necessarily um, put forward those kind of themes or ideas, but I think in the intuition, that is what is there. So I say it is there, that it's filled in the intuition rather than brought forward. So you don't need to kind of say that you don't. I think you do, but you don't push it onto anybody else. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you write essays by hand? Do you ever write by hand? I mostly write by hand. Do they all have the same handwriting? Uh, you see, I, I write like chicken yes. letters. Yeah, your handwriting is chicken scratches. Yeah. Is the content chicken scratches or the content varies? No, the content varies, of course. <laughs> you're, okay. looking, you're looking at my chicken scratches and telling me that's my art. <laughs> Fine, touche. Okay, so we're back to, you know, about people yeah. and what people tell you art is about. And uh, it, I would say, no, it's, you know, what people are saying. And also, let's go back to another subject, the word, words, words. Uh, I'm a picture maker, and it's a mistake to, mis to mix media. Mm -hmm. You know, people who make video or film or installations are also skilled and using art. They're using the art of making film, the art of photography, mm -hmm. the art of chicken scratching, whatever. And, and that's all skill and that's all art. Even the cook is, is cooking with an art. The chess player is an artist in chess. Uh, it's just a different language from pictures. Pictures are flat. They're either oil on canvas or acrylic or they can be woven. There can be a rug on the floor, a stamp, an ad in a magazine. They're all flat images. And, you know, it's different from a moving picture. Well, that, that's definitely fair. I remember I had a, a pretty explosive argument with an established uh, artist about 10 years ago. I'm not going to name any names, but I was in a presentation, and they had mentioned that they're moving to video from doing painting for X amount of years, but then the video, they did it themselves. And for me, the video, as a video artist, it was bouncy and no lights. And so I asked the artist, did you, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I did this myself. So it doesn't look good. And I'm like, but then there's no technique. You're ruining my technical word. Yes. It, it, it's, it's a half-baked idea. It looks like a sketch. Yeah. So you cannot present it even in the thing. And I remember the, the point of it in the end, because her answer was, I'm the artist, I do it all myself versus getting a crew. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Do mo as most painters, when you paint, did you make your own paint or you bought the paint? So that's the sense of when, you, when you're doing film or installation, you get a proper crew and you do it all professionally because, like you said, in the end it has to be artistic skill rather than... Yeah, and even if you do it all yourself, you've got to know what you're you doing. Know exactly, of course. You know, if you don't know what you're doing, it's going to show. Someone who does know how it should be done is going to know. I mean, not to say that there isn't involvement and innovation in methods, but what you're talking about makes sense. I, I agree with you. Um, so now going back to, to, to the show and to the idea of intuition, um, as we said earlier, you had kind of specific, or not specific, um, sectional phases in, 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 in your career or, or at least in your development of, of the paintings that you have. We said in the, in the 70s it was um, quite... Um, the, the shapes were, were more elongated, a lot of lines, a lot of, of movement, but in a, in a way across from, 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 the, from the canvas. While in the 80s you have moved to slightly closer look that you have now, which are more the shapes or the blocks or the areas living on the canvas. And in, in 2000, you, it became a little bit more 
colorful, more alive things became, I guess, effervescent in compared to the older work popping out more. And now with with 2015's work that you, you're showing now, uh, the past the, the work you've done the past two years, it as I said, it kind of stole a little bit from bits and pieces of of, of the years by kind of accumulating a a wonderful, I guess, a stage where I feel, and again, I'm, I'm nobody to, to judge you, but I feel your work has, has finally become you, in a sense, Maybe. if I may. Maybe. Well, you know, what you're describing, in a way, is the passage of uh, life. I mean, you're born, you live, you become a youth, you have good muscles, you can run, you're after a mate, you have children, you live, you age, you have time to think, etc. You get old. And there are seasons. The year has seasons. Everything in our life has seasons and generations and so on. And I think that, you know, if you're a, a sincere and honest painter going after uh, ideas in painting, then things are going to slowly change. And, if, and it's interesting to me to look at the works of painters where they have a retrospective and you see them from beginning to end, there is always something marvelous at the mm -hmm. end where what's interesting to me that I observed is sometimes the end is very much like the beginning before anyone gets education when they are just young and just trying. Then you lose your way. You think, what's society? What, where am I? What am I doing? And then when you're very, very old, somehow you relax and you forget about everybody and everything. And the strange thing is, it's like there's a similarity in many artists, mm. I noted, between the end and the beginning. <laughs> Maybe old people become children. <laughs> well, I guess you're right about the fact that, I guess when, when you're in the middle, it becomes more of a stressful business-like situation. You have to produce and create and make and live in our social media world of celebrityism in that fact. No, 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 I don't mean that stuff. I mean like the intellect, the life of no, the but intellect. even then... You become more muscular. When you're young, you're very muscular intellectually. I mean, forget galleries. I never had a gallery till, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So, yeah. I mean, there's still an intellectual life, and that's what I'm describing. No, but even then, your 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 brain doesn't use most of its brain, most of its time thinking about all the other stuff. You're not panicked about life. When you're young, you don't care and you do whatever you want. And when you're older, you don't care anymore. You do whatever you want. So that is the time where the, the brain space poor. is given. Unless you're poor, no, oh, I yeah, I think yeah. And if you have to hustle or you have a family you have to feed or you abandon them and don't feed them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I'm talking about intellect. About your, When I was young, I think I was intellectually muscular, and I, it was almost as though I had to prove to myself that there are certain things I could do. And now I don't feel that challenge before myself. But I never, when I talk about my painting and my art, I never take into account the world, the market, and the world of... Uh, the galleries, the curators, the dealers, because it's never been part of my life till recently. And maybe that gave me a level of freedom mm -hmm. that, that uh, uh, I tried to get a gallery, mind you. I really tried very hard because it's nice to be seen, it's yes. nice to share your work, and it's nice for it to go out. And I did sell throughout my life. I don't want to say I lived in a cave all my life, but uh, it wasn't like now. It was different, and it, I had freedom. And I became secure in my thinking. 
So now I'm totally secure in my thinking. And I do not appreciate if we want to criticize new movement. I really don't like it when curators tell artists what to do. And I see okay. now that what's happening often that's become a fashion where curators make partnership with artists and they sign their name along with the artist as though it's a combination. I think that's a disgusting, you know, conflict of interest, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I had a side joke. I don't know if I'm going to put this in or not, but uh, I, for a while, like a few years ago, I made a card that said, uh, well, how to curate an artist because I create my own art. <laughs> that's good. Just uh, because of, of, of yeah. all of that. But well, we always curate our exactly. art. I mean, do we ever just put, just, you know, boof on canvases and then let people look at it. No, we're always judging. We're always making decisions. And now the curator wants to get in. Well, I think they're jealous. They should try being the artist and doing it all by themselves. Then maybe that would be more appropriate for them. So I don't really appreciate it So when that happens. And, you know, I have criticism of the world of art from the point of view that there's never an opportunity for the viewers to see everything that's being done. Yeah. You know, let's look, let's say, let's take Dubai as a city. And let's have, I mean, there's so much space in this city. Let's have, open it and give every artist 10 foot square to show what they're doing. No judging, no jurying, and let people come and look. Does that ever happen? Maybe then we'll see what's going on in Dubai and the art of among artists of Dubai, but we, we're blind to it. We don't see it. But is that Dubai specifically, you think, or Anything. should this happen anywhere? No, no, no. I'm not criticizing Dubai. I'm just using it yeah. as an example. I mean, if you go to New York, the same thing holds true. Paris, any, any place, even a village, you know, you take everything that's being mm -hmm. done and you put it all together for people to see you know, let people see. Let, let's have that kind of freedom and equality. That would be nice. I would like to see such a show. Yeah, but, but then, and this is, I guess, the, the negative side of the world that I see, then if, if it's not slightly filtered, then you'd get work that, and I never say art is, is, is good or bad. Art is just it, art what it is. But then, but then you get work that isn't Serious. It's accomplished, it's boring, is you know, but maybe it'll or be... Or stolen. Or, or maybe, or, or imitated, yeah. but maybe it'll all be better. Maybe that, those attributes will, or if you see it all, maybe those attributes will belong to the successful artist. Fine, but then I guess, but wouldn't this in a way be a, a, a more globally version of something like a biennial where they do collect things everywhere and show you? Biennials have curators that very often tell artists what to do. They select. It's a selection. What I'm talking about is the right of people to see what's going on around them. Like an open market. Like an open market. That's good. Let every farmer bring their produce. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, and, and I guess now, since we're talking about about, uh, about curators and, st and stuff, a, l a lot of them do work with artists, but sometimes, I've, I, and I have been to a few shows, where a curator, from, from what I've discussed with them and saw the work, helped clarify to, to the artists about, about things and get something out of them that they didn't know how to bring out. Oh, poor artists. Poor, make me cry. No, I think that's a... <laughs> let's not use bad language. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. You can, you know, yeah, it's a, a podcast. You know what? 
You, you know, if you have to clarify for the artist, if they're no longer the artist, it's the artist by the curator. I mean, it's nice okay. to ask people what they think, and most of the time, the people who enlighten me most about what's in my art are people who know nothing about art. Okay. And they're much more interesting. You can, like, read what they, they're honest. You can read what they're thinking. And, you know, a fellow artist, a curator, a professor starts talking about form, and I never know what the hell they're talking about, you know. And if I changed it the way they would, would it be a better painting? Usually it's not. Or it would become their painting, not mine, or whatever. Become their insight. Okay, then, as, as, an, as, as an artist who's, who's established and has a large body of work, your work obviously influences other younger artists, and beside technique, it's also about the way of how you view the world. Yeah. And, and um, as we spoke earlier off, 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 the, uh, off recording, you had mentioned that you're also doing a paper and a talk at the Venice Biennial to, to talk about uh, kind of that form. So, so then your influence or any other artist's influence on the other artists, isn't that in a way... You're also creating their thinking? Well, wait a minute. Now, I'm not against influence. Yeah. And I've been influenced by everything and mm -hmm. everyone. And uh, influence is a good thing. I know it's used as an insult. Oh, you're influenced by such and such. Oh, you're imitating. You know, that's like putting a stop to progress. That's like okay. saying, don't learn. Be frozen. No, that's not good. Let them be influenced by me. If, if they think I'm good, that's great. But then they'll grow, and they'll, yeah. next year they'll be influenced by someone else, uh, and so on. And they'll be influenced by each other, and they'll be influenced by... Nobody yeah. should close their mind to anything. Why? Then why, why, then why is being influenced by a curator bad? Because the curator doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> because the curator isn't the artist. You know, doing the art is different from curating it. The curator stands at a different location. He's dealing with many artists. And if, if the curator is... In, the thing about curators is they try to influence us rather than to read what's there. Let me put it in a different way. Okay, you're a researcher. You're a scientist. You're going to try and find where typhoid fever started mm -hmm. in this city. Do you go and say to the city, I think typhoid fever started in neighborhood XYZ, and then go do the research and insist that it started in XYZ? Or do you go inspect what's in the city and where typhoid really began and then say that's where it began? So that's the difference. They are coming in imposing ideas rather than coming in to see what ideas exist. And that's very difficult to do. For a curator to go to a city and see what exists there is a lot of work. I mean, a, an honest curator, I feel sad for them because it's a lot of work, you know, to yeah. go see what there is and see if there's a movement, compare it to what the society is doing, compare it to the past, and then do something out of that. That's great. But when a curator comes and takes a fashionable philosopher and writes a blurb about it and puts it upside down and inside out, and then finds the artists that fit it that's no longer curating. Wow. I, I, now I understand what the, the point you were coming across, and I think to the listeners it is, it is quite there, because you are right, to, to, to be a, a fair curator, it, does, it is more like a PhD sense of, of research and, and, and work that goes into it to create something that's honest and, and, and clean versus some of the more fashionable pushes that were there. Um, 
although I think I have seen possibly in my life one or two shows that were curated well at least, or let me rephrase, or assembled well to show me different aspects of a certain idea. So me as a, as a, as a viewer to, to, the, to the group show that was there, I was able to, to kind of, because it wasn't as rigid or maybe not as bullshitty, it was, it was, a, it was a good way to look at it, and, 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 and some, which is why I'm not against it. I give them a chance to, to give, but you are right. A few of them we've seen, they kind of force a triangle into a square and, and, and try to, to make things happen. They're to be fashionable, basically. They see a fashion and art, they want to yeah. fit in it, they want to make their name. But good curating is not rare. There's a lot of it yeah. going on. We see scads of shows that are well curated, beautifully done, and enlightening. Yeah. And when I say I'd like to see what's in the city, you know, regardless of good, bad, or indifferent, that's in addition to, you know, the curator's job is something else. And, you know, they have pressures on them from above and from below and sideways. It's not an easy job. When done properly, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. You know, you go to artists, you question them. Artists are disorganized. They're like talking and talking. Sometimes they don't know. It's not clear. And so it's difficult. I don't want to praise the artist and put down the curator, but the curator has a different position in this process. And some artists do curating, and, and you know, a curator who wants to do art is not a big deal either, but when you are a curator in, and doing what is supposed to be curating, but instead doing what the artist does, then something goes wrong. Okay. No, I understand. Where it's, it's, it's definitely... Uh, clear in, the, in that sense. Um, I guess now we're going to kind of roll back and uh, come back to, 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 to your work. I want to ask one last question before we say goodbye. Um, and it continues from the original thought we had started with, is that flow and, and development of your intuition uh, and, and how that comes out through your painted work, at least, rather like not going into your drawings or, or, or your pieces. Do you know when, how do you know when these phases are coming, or is it just a, a natural, accidental evolution? I, I don't know. I've had so many different experiences. I think it happens uh, out of concentration. When you're working hard day in, day out, and you're concentrating, sometimes you're lucky. You find an insight, and you are able to go with it. And then I, sometimes when that happens to me, I feel, oh, I found a new language. You know, I found a new thing that I will go with. Then I investigate it. Then I get bored with it. It gets to be repetitious. It gets to be an image. It has, it, it matures like a fruit growing, you know, first starts as a blossom and then becomes a fruit and then it rots. And then you have to, you know, mm. try and refresh your ideas. But by then you've matured a little more. You've learned a little more. So the next intuition might be more. But the thing about intuitions, I think, is that we have eyes, that I want to say. We have eyes and we have a storehouse in our brain of things we have seen in our life. And our brain processes them and makes uh, 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 ideas out of them. And that's what I like to draw on. That's, that's where intuition comes in. And I do a painting, and then sometimes I can tell it is done but then I have bad habits, and it ends up, sometimes I think the bad habits are because, for example, the painting is going so well. I'm saying to myself, in 
you know, quietly, it's like a secret in my brain whispering, Samia, this painting is finished, but Samia, who's conscious, is saying, oh, this is such fun to work at this painting. <laughs> so I end up eating it like chocolate, and by the time I finish tasting the chocolate, the painting is a mess. <laughs> I ruined it. So that's a process that takes place that I can, I'm conscious of. Okay. Uh, with that, um, definitely uh, like come and check out the work that they, that that is on at AM Gallery uh, up until the seventeenth of June. Uh, Sami Halabi's most recent show, Illuminated Space. Again, uh, thank you so much for listening, and um, Sami, thank you so much for arguing with me. It was a, it was a pleasure, and you're good. That was fun. <laughs> Thank you very much yeah. again. Looking forward to see more and more of your work and have a good day. Thank you. You too.